0: Thank you once again for choosing to listen to Drive Time Devotionals, a podcast to help you stand strong in your faith so you will remain in Christ Jesus. In each episode, I'll take around 10 minutes to examine a passage of Scripture in order to better understand how to live it out each and every day. So let's jump into the Word of God in 1 John 5.13. Listen to the heart and soul of this old Apostle John. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. That was John's purpose for writing this little letter. He wanted everyone who truly believes in Jesus to know their salvation was absolutely secure. Notice how John worded the phrase, You who believe in the name of the Son of God. You'll recall from previous episodes that when the writers of Scripture referred to the name of Jesus or the name of God or in His name, they meant everything about them. To believe in the name of the Son of God means that you believe in who He is and all that He represents, and you trust in everything that He taught and are sure of everything that He did. To believe in Jesus' name is to have confidence in the person of Jesus. Listen to what John wrote next. And this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we have asked of him. Listen to John's teaching one more time. And this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that we have asked of him. John heard Jesus state this promise three times on that holy Thursday night. If we remain in Christ and his words remain in us and ask in his name, which means according to his will, we will receive exactly what we ask for. John not only believed Jesus' promise, he lived it out for over 60 years before he wrote this little letter that the Spirit inspired him to write. The key to having complete confidence in knowing that God will do what we ask of Him in our prayers is to ask according to His Word and His will. So let's explore this idea further. You see, praying is simply talking with our Father who longs to hear from us, but most of us lack the confidence that we know how to talk with Him. We often feel like our requests are not worth God's time. We also get confused about what we should and shouldn't ask Him. We believe He answers prayers, but we struggle believing that He will answer our specific prayers. Now, isn't that true of you? If you had more confidence that your requests were very important to God, how might that change how often you pray to Him? If you knew without a doubt that He always listens to your every request, just like John said, How might that change the way you pray to him? Let's face it. We could all use more confidence in knowing what we should be asking God to do. You know, children often pray with confident honesty. Listen to these brief prayers from kids. Do animals use you too, or is there someone else for them? Another one said, is Pastor Johnson a friend of yours, or do you just know him through business? Here's another one. Thank you for my baby sister. But I asked for a puppy. And one more. It made my dad really mad when it rained our whole vacation. He said things about you that people shouldn't say. Please don't hurt him anyway. Signed, your friend. But I'm not going to tell you who I am. (laughs) Don't you love those? Well, Jesus came to show us who his father really is, what he's like, and how to have a meaningful and personal relationship with him. Relationships are always dependent on conversations. That's why Jesus prayed to his Father all the time. If he continually talked with his Father about all of his life's challenges, then we certainly need to do the same. And Jesus knows it's not easy for us. After all, he knows us better than we know ourselves. He knows that we lack assurance in praying. He knows you fall asleep sometimes when you pray. He loves you even when, after praying for two minutes, your mind is fixated on if it's time to change the oil in your car or if you paid your cell phone bill. It happens, right, way too often. Who is one of your closest friends? How often do you talk, text, or email? What makes your friendship work? Isn't it that you have honest and open communication? Don't you really enjoy sharing your life, both the good and the bad, with your friend or your spouse? What if you began to have a similar kind of relationship with your Heavenly Father? Relationships take effort, don't they? You can't have a solid relationship with God and not pray. It's just not possible. It is your responsibility as a follower of Jesus Christ to learn how to communicate in confidence with your Heavenly Father. This is a learned behavior which is why we readily join in with the disciples request in Luke 11:2, teach us to pray. This podcast is about building the kind of confidence that will launch you into regular and vibrant conversations with God the Almighty. We will explore how Jesus taught his followers to pray so that we can grow in our confidence to develop an authentic habit of conversing with our Father in the heavens about what matters to us and to him. In Luke 11, Jesus taught his disciples an outline for praying. We typically call it the Lord's Prayer. Before we examine what Jesus taught us from that prayer, let's think about the story and the analogy he told immediately following that teaching. Both hold important keys for us to understand critical aspects about talking with our Heavenly Father. And he said to them, Which of you who has a friend will go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves, For a friend of mine has arrived on a journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within, Do not bother me. The door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence, he will rise and give him whatever he needs. And I tell you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, it will be opened. Well, in the story, a visitor comes late at night, and the man has no food for him. So he wakes his neighbor to borrow some bread for his guest, but the neighbor isn't very happy with the request. You see, Jewish homes in the first century typically had one large sleeping room. So the man would wake his entire family if he got up to get his next-door neighbor some bread. Jesus' story reveals that the only reason the bread was given was because the man was so annoyingly persistent. He hounded his neighbor to the point where the guy was ready to listen to the wording Give him whatever he needs. Great friend, huh? Well, Jesus' point is that persistence is really important when praying to God. Jesus told another story to emphasize how much his father values diligent determination. In Luke 18, through 8 a widow is bugging a judge to death about giving her justice against an adversary. She finally wears him down so that he gives her what she wants. Jesus' point in both of these stories is definitely not that we have to find a way to wear down the Father. He is simply helping us to see that if it is really important to us, we need to talk to God about it. We need to continue to ask Him for His help. Jesus is building our confidence by using an obvious contrast. The reluctant friend and the unjust judge are completely contrary to God's character. How much more does God want to help us in our time of need? How important was the bread to the man who had a midnight caller? It wasn't a life-and-death matter. They both could have waited until the markets opened in the morning, but because of their friendship, it was important that this man give his worn-out and hungry fraternity brothers something to eat right then. Friends don't let friends go to bed hungry. That's why he risked his friendship with his neighbor. In the grand scheme of things, it seems a little odd to me that Jesus chose a story about a non-life-threatening need. I mean, it's not like he was demon-possessed or lying by the roadside, robbed and beaten, like the story in the previous chapter in Luke 10. This guy was just hungry. Then Jesus followed the story with a startling teaching that his disciples had already heard multiple times. And I tell you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open, for everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks it will be opened. Jesus doesn't mean that we're to ask and seek and knock one time. The entire context of this teaching is focused on our persistence. So the question for us regarding our part in praying to our Father in the heavens is this Do we really want it? Is it so important to us that we will continue to bring it up in our regular conversations with our Father? It's a great question. In the coming episodes, we'll continue to explore what Jesus is teaching us about prayer and how we can know that we will receive what we ask of God. If you would like to learn more about my book, How to Ask God for What He Wants to Give You, you can go to my site, BillSimpson.org, or you can simply pick up a copy at Amazon or any online book retailer. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you.